Toronto's most original band. Well, I don't know about that, but um, Blood Ceremony have been providing their witch rock, as they call it, for quite some time now, and um, it's always been really good. In fact, they've been doing it since, I've just checked, 2008. Have they? Yeah, they have. And um, the new album, The Old Ways Remain, is something which really touches me, because I believe that's the case. Being elderly myself, and I am old, I feel where the bottom of my trousers rolled. That's a poem, you know. There's all sorts of cultural references here. You need to keep up. You really do. Anyway, this is um, Blooming Marvellous. And it is something that's a little different, you know? Elliot O'Brien leads things with um, lovely mellifluous vocals, but also with flute playing, which is reminiscent of Ian Anderson, is reminiscent of Jethro Tull. And what they do is... They, they haven't changed their style much over the years, and I'm glad about that. They haven't said, let's drop some um, some trap in there or some EDM. No, no, this is psych-touched. It's a bit doomy. It's quite poppy, and um, it's rocky, of course. So, you know, you've got the Hellfire Club starts with that 60s feel. It's got a, a, a you know, it leans into a bit of psych, but it's got a rangy and dramatic chorus. There's quite a lot of drama in these... Um, in these songs, and there is in their music in general, you know. And I think that the band, remember Person, P-U-R-S-O-N, and, um, and, and Rosalie Cunningham as well, you know, as part of Person. I don't think, I think there's quite a lot of blood ceremony in Person's music, and I love Person, and they really pushed that organ feel. Blood ceremony don't do that. They meld things a bit more. So there is a lovely flute solo in the Hellfire Club, and... The guitar pushes through at the end as if to say, am I too late? Almost. And then it's followed by Ipisissimus. Ipisissimus. Yes. Big flute wandering around here. There's a kind of ominous vocal. As I say, it's not quite Grand Guignol. I wouldn't say that. But there is a sort of filmic, dramatic, ominous feel to it. Then it drives along with a rock feel. It's open. It's accessible. It's tall. It is in Eugenie, which is very 70s. That flute is very in Anderson, very Jethro Tull. The rest of this song, well, and, and until it beds in, it's quite scanty. There's not much going on, so it's easy to get right in the middle of it. But then they push an organ in, a sax hangs around, and it becomes much more. It's the best track here, in my view. You've also got a bit of muscular 60s rock, because we all want a bit of that, don't we? It's a bit lysergic. But then what it does is, the acid wears off and it's 60s pop. Not in a jangle pop type way, but in a sort of jamboree bop type way. There's a Spinal Tap reference for you. The cultural references are coming thick and fast. Well, thick anyway. And then Widdershins has a groovy riff. It's got an organ stabbing in as if to say, I'm still here, you know. It of course calms down to a bit of wafting flute. And I love that flute feel, you know. Song of the Morrow closes things out with lovely, languorous drama. It's beautiful. There's nothing that you need to worry about. But there were moments when you do need to worry in the rest of this album. It keeps you on your toes. It half says, everything's okay, you'll be all right. And it half says, you need to be just a bit careful about that. There's always been a drama here. There's always been a theatricality. And on this album, 
They've managed to meld it with their music so well. They are getting better and better. And you know what? They were pretty good before. The old ways do remain. But they just get better at it. Ta-ta.